church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring, uplifting, and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. I'm Dennis Hall, and my special guest today is George Worley, pastor of the New Creations Restoration Church and Prison Ministry in Indianapolis, Indiana. So good to have you again on our podcast, George. Buddy, I've been excited about being on your podcast. I've just uh, uh, just been overwhelmed with life in itself, so it's been good. Good, good. Well, today we're going to talk about something I think is very interesting. Uh, uh, we were able to talk on this podcast uh, previously about prayer, and today I want to you and I to look on the other side of a prayer and petitions from believers and talk about how God talks to us. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you followed this story, George, uh, uh, two or three years ago when our former vice president, uh, Mike Pence had talked about God talking to him. And then on a show, on ABC uh, called The View, one of their hosts, Joy Behar, uh, commented that, uh, well, it's one thing to talk about, it's one thing to talk to Jesus, it's another thing when Jesus talks to you, and that's called mental illness, if I'm not correct, hearing voices. And this became a very controversial statement. I don't know if you followed that story. And, I didn't. Uh, and even today, I find uh, things on the Internet and, and, uh, and uh, journalists commenting about Mike Pence's comments about God speaking to him. There were those who defended him and said uh, this is consistent with uh, Christian theology and Christian faith. Uh, but, you know, it caused me to think because Joy Behar is a professed Christian. And here she is on TV uh, mocking the vice president of the United States because he had the audacity to suggest that God uh, talks to him. He's a man who prays daily and reads his Bible daily. And, uh, and so she found the opportunity to mock a leader of our country over this while she is a professed Christian. And I wonder, do you think there's a lot of professed Christians out there that think the same way that you must be crazy if you think God talks to you? Well, yes, I do. I, I think that there's a lot, I think there's a lot of Christians out there that uh, have a real hard problem with communicating with God because uh, they're not uh, in a place or never have been where uh, they can communicate with God. Their walk with God is not close enough to have a conversation with God. Right. And, and I agree with you that I think there's a, a lot to that, but you know, when we go to uh, uh, the scripture and uh, 
we might ought to say right in the beginning that Christians, by and large, uh, view the, the Scripture as the infallible Word of God, and uh, this is a place where God can talk to us, the Scripture itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, and, and I, and you know, I mean the word, the word of God. I, I lot. I don't want to say that He talks to me a lot, but He talks to me a lot. Yeah. And and I, I use it like that. I mean, coming from the world that I used to come from, that I did come from, to where I'm at right now, uh, I need communication with God. I need to know that I'm on the right step, doing the right stuff at the right time. And uh, there's no human being can give me what God has given me. Right. You know, because I've had. I like to say, and I'm not exaggerating by any means, but I've had communications with God directly. You know, people that are dying or coming close to dying or uh, pe- other people are speaking death over their natural bodies. Uh, they have encounters with God. And sure. I just happened to be one of them people that had an encounter with God. I had septic and pneumonia and uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on with me. And God took me on a little journey. And a lot of people use that term. Uh, I had a uh, lidded tunnel experience. Well, I had one. Right. And God talked to me through the whole whole few minutes that I was in that tunnel. I don't know how, exactly how long I was there, but all that don't matter. What matter was is what, when I was in there, it was just me and him. And we had a communication and we had a conversation. And through it all, I'm here today. Right. And, you know, this is not uh, uncommon. Uh, we, we hear about all of these near-death experiences that have occurred all over the world. There are some three million of them now that have been well-documented. And they all have similarities to them in, in terms of, uh, of having a communication uh, with God. Uh, um, you know, I had a son in a car wreck uh, unconscious for weeks in a coma for weeks everyone thought he was going to die he did not die and uh, and he recovered but when he recovered he told a similar experience of all in fact he asked me one day where do you think i have been and i said i i don't know where you've been i know you've been unconscious for weeks and he said, I know this is going to be hard for you to understand and believe. But he said, I've been with Noah. And, of course, I said, are you talking about Noah and the and the ark, fella? <laughs> is that who you're talking about? And he said, yes, I am. And he said, the whole time, this man, this prophet Noah was telling me to be patient. Jesus is going to heal you. And so we hear those experiences over and over again, which it occurs so frequently. Eventually, you have to say, there must be something to this. You know, throughout the Old Testament, when we read the Scripture, uh, we see God talking audibly, audibly to his people, starting with Adam and Eve. <laughs> you know, do sure. not eat from that tree. Well, you know, uh, uh, in statistics says uh, that uh, over 2,000 times in the New Testament, God made phrases such as God spoke to Moses. The word of God came to uh, uh, Jonah. God said, we've seen a number of explanations in Jeremiah uh, 1.9 
says, uh, said the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. And Jeremiah claimed that God just wanted him to speak his words. Why would God touch his lips? Because he wanted him to speak his words. Right. And his words come in many form. I mean, whether it be, uh, you know, telling somebody that they need Jesus or proclaiming the gospel or whatever it may be, God has got a plan in everything he does. And, you know, starting in the Old Testament, God proved to us that he may talk to us in some pretty unusual ways. I mean, when we see talk, uh, God talking to Moses through a burning bush, absolutely, <laughs> you know, he was later going to talk to Moses, Moses on the mountain, but, but through the burning bush, it tells us, you know, God may have some unusual ways that he speaks to us. And then of course you have the story of Gideon and God speaking to him through fleece, uh, uh, and and then, of course, the one my favorite is Balaam, where God speaks to Balaam through a donkey. <laughs> and so God has proved that he can use unusual ways to speak to his people. And then, you know, there, I know there are going to be people who reject the idea that that God today speaks audibly uh, to people uh, like we see in the Old Testament. But I'm sure maybe you've experienced it, but uh, but I, I meet people all the time who are credible, credible Christian believers who tell me about an experience where God's voice to them was audible. They felt an audible voice speaking to them. Well, you know, you spoke about Mike Pence. Yes. Mike Pence, are we, we are not on a few, uh, friendly uh, communication, anything of that nature. But one of his best friends or better friends is Jeff, a guy named Jeff Cardwell. And he's always told me about Mike Pence. See, Mike Pence is originally from Indiana. Right. Uh, obviously, that's where I'm at. So right. I know a little bit about Mike Pence. I rode motorcycles with Mike Pence. So uh, went on the governor's ride with him and I've got pictures with him, different things like that. But I know that that he is a believer in Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, I, who am I to sp- dispute his word when he says that, some, that God spoke to him? And so many times I had in a conversation with a young man earlier this week before getting the information about this podcast uh, about God speaking to you. And, uh, you know, he kind of snickered and laughed at me. I said, well, let me tell you something. I said, if God can talk through a donkey he can sure use a jackass to carry his message. That's and, right. you know, I'm, I'm talking about me. I mean, if he, can, yeah. if he can use that donkey, he can sure use me to carry a message to a lost and dying world. Exactly. So, and, and that's what we have to understand. God is a good God. Exactly. You know, sometimes, uh, uh, Pastor George, when I'm, when I'm meeting with people who are dealing with addiction issues, uh, are dealing with horrible things that have happened in their life, you know, where their journey is so difficult. Um, I, I look at them and, and I raise the question of, do you think God has put you in these circumstances to get your attention? 
Do you think God is speaking to you by virtue of your very circumstances uh, so that you are motivated to make a change? Do you think circumstances sometimes is God speaking to us? Yeah, God, God speaks to us no matter what. You know, we, we don't realize uh, that even during the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, God spoke to Mary through an angel. Right. And uh, he also spoke to jo- Joseph through a dream. And he spoke to the shepherds through angels and spoke to those through uh, different dreams and different things uh, about what was, go- what was going to happen in creation. Right. You know, today, we don't think much about God speaking to us in dreams. Um, And uh, I think a lot of people would scoff at that. Oh, (laughs) if you think that dream means something? I had an interesting experience that happened to me. Uh, I was going to pull an RV uh, all the way up to West Virginia and... uh, for a motorcycle event, actually. And uh, and so that night before I left, I had this dream that I was driving down the interstate and that my RV uh, broke loose from the uh, truck and went careening over into the guardrail. And in that dream, I even saw the hitch pin that holds the hitch onto the truck shear in that dream. And I got up the next morning, I told my wife about it, and she said, well, you better be very careful. And so that day, that morning when I hitched up, I uh, made sure those safety chains were in place. I made sure that cable that activates the RV brake was (laughs) functioning and in place properly. And so I left. And uh, about three hours later, I was somewhere north of Asheville, North Carolina, flying down the interstate at about 70 miles an hour, pulling this RV and uh, traffic all around me. And the RV came loose from the truck. Wow. And and traffic was going in every direction. And so the only thing holding that RV onto my truck were those safety chains and, and I could see smoke in the wheels back there on the RV where that activated brake had, had activated. And sure enough, we went into the guardrail. And I went back there and looked, and the, and the pin had sheared, just like in the dream. Now, the question is, for the lay people listening to us, perhaps, now, is that just some premonition I had that doesn't relate at all to God, or was God warning me? Was he warning me, getting me ready, making sure all the safety things were properly in place, that you're going to have an experience? Now, it led to some other experiences that we don't have time to talk about in terms of how it got repaired, how I got to my meeting. But, but frankly, I think, I really believe that it, is, it was God warning me in a dream. Yeah, you know, because he always protects us no matter what's happening around us. He always foresees what could attack us and what is going to attack us. And, you know, that RV coming loose uh, could, uh, could have killed you. It could, sure could have, but he had a plan right. and it wasn't for you to die that day. So he made you aware. Right. Right. You know, uh, uh, 
another way that I think God speaks to us is through ministers. I know you're in the pulpit regularly and get to speak. I get invited to speak different places, and uh, we both are ordained ministers. We've been called, and, and it's humbling, I think, for each of us to think that when we're in that place and we're speaking, that it is God speaking through us. And and I feel that way about other ministers who are called and in their pulpits. When I go to hear them and I'm sitting in the pulpit, I'm sitting here thinking, God is speaking through that man. Well, yeah. you know, there's several times, I mean, you're, you're speaking to me, uh, I, uh, and I do, I do speak a lot. I do. I remember one year that I spoke, uh, like 165 times throughout one year. And is that once a day? No, sometimes it's two or three times a day, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, God works through it all. I, I know of a familiar time just, uh, within a, a week or so, it's probably in two weeks now, uh, a man in my congregation, now I'm speaking the word of God and, uh, I'm sharing the gospel, uh, with uh, a group of individuals, and I look over, and this man, this this older guy, uh, and he's a motorcycle individual, uh, you know, and we're we're rough and tough, and uh, you know, we're we just ain't taking nothing off of nobody, and we're always uh, we never show the sensitive side of us, and he's one of them individuals. But I look over, and this guy is all but sobbing, and I'm thinking, you know, what is going on with him? And then later on, he told me that he was just going through so much in his life. And he's uh, 65 years old, said he was just going through so much in his life that uh, he just needed to know that God cared enough about him to uh, lift him up. And he got that out of the message. Right, right, exactly. You know, there are so many ways. I was in a position, uh, uh, I'll just say in the corporate world at one time where uh, a lot of young people would come to me for career counseling. Many of these people had been to college and had graduate degrees, and and they looked at me as an older, successful executive. They would come to me and ask me questions about career choices or about what they should be in. And, of course, because of my Christian commitment, I would, in the conversation, eventually get to the point and say, well, have you prayed about it? And I have to tell you, <laughs> the majority of the time, they would look at me like, what? <laughs> are you, right. What are you talking about? Pray about it. And and I would encourage them. I said, you need to pray about it. Uh, because I think one of the ways that God speaks to us is giving us a peace about those crossroads that we come to in our life. And I would tell somebody who's been praying, don't go down a road that you don't have a piece about it. Exactly. You know, I, I you know, I, I preached a message one time uh, at a motorcycle event. And uh, this, this guy that was in the, in the congregation there, uh, he was a soldier and he got up and walked over to me and he said, Hey buddy, he said, would you have a problem going, coming to Kuwait? I'm going like coming to Kuwait. He said, yeah. He says, uh, he said, he said, that's where I'm stationed. That was Kuwait. He said, but he said, I've got some buddies that really need to hear the message that you're preaching. And he says, uh, I'd, I'd like to, if you would come, he said, I'd like to see about making a way. And, you know, I was so excited. I went for the next year, 
I'd searched out every situation, every circumstance that I could to try to make that happen. And then finally, one day I just gave up and I said, must not going to be. Well, one Sunday morning, I got a phone call and it was him. And he said, are you ready? I said, ready for what? He said, ready to come to Kuwait. And, you know, I knew then that God was in it, but he wanted me to get out of the way so he could prepare the way. Right. And that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's these ideas and thoughts that come into our mind sometimes where God is speaking to us. And uh, and then you have to sort things out and say, well, am I being, you know, is this just my secular desires <laughs> or is it really God leading me in this direction or, or does, you know, Satan? have a role in this. And, and, uh, and I think there's some ways that we can address that, you know, first of all, you know, God's never going to, uh, lead us in a direction that's not consistent with the scripture, with his word. And, uh, sometimes people get mistaken about that. You know, I tell me, well, God wants me to do this. And I said, well, that's really not consistent with what the scripture teaches. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I'm, and you know, I'm one of the, I'm one of them, them individuals that, uh, I'm not going to say that I gave up the secular world cause I didn't do that. But what I did do is I focused so much on a daily basis on what God wants me to do. Uh, I don't give the devil a chance <laughs> right. Not that he don't try. He tries everything, uh, you know, to, uh, uh, trick me into doing something that I know that isn't God. But I'm like you, everything that is that God wants done, it's consistent with his word. Right. You know, uh, uh, from the scripture, we learn that God spoke in those still small voices, uh, that sort of inner feeling that somehow God is leading me in this direction where uh, you can't under really understand why you have that feeling but 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 you're confident that god's speaking to you oh absolutely i mean i mean he he's like that you know the word of the word of god says uh said all things work together for those who love god and who are called according to his purpose and the description descri- describes that all of us that are in god's word uh even like Abraham, Moses, and, and Isaac, uh, they all got a word from God. Right. They all know that God had a plan for them. You know, I mean, I don't want to say that I was a stuttering individual, but look at Moses. He could barely have a conversation, but he knew when God spoke to him, he knew when it was time to do what he, whatever it was. And that's the, way, that's the way I feel. No matter what God tells me to do, you know, if he tells me to jump in my truck and take off, I take off. But when he's telling me to hold back, I hold back. Right. And, you know, um, you know, in, a, in addition to ministers, you know, there are many fine Christian men and women out there who are part of the fellowship of Christians who are, I say this often to people. I say, when you've got uh, Christian men and women 
who are speaking to you about a matter, uh, this is also another way that God talks to us. You know, even ministers really need to be surrounded by uh, Christian men who can, who can, who God can talk to the minister through them, uh, or if there can be encouragement, or maybe even uh, suggesting that somebody take a different direction in their life. These these are people. This is another way I think that God talks to us. Through, oh, absolutely. He uses He uses people, right? And and I. Uh, and I am one of them to believe I have uh, I have an older gentleman that uh, I uh, throw questions at. I don't know that he realizes it, but uh, he uh, he blesses my life. And if if I think that I'm falling one way or I should be going another way, you know, I just I just start picking his brain and he's he gives me the answers whether he realize that's what he's doing or not. Right. And, exactly. You know, God just said he'd bring people in our lives to make that happen. Sure. You know, because yeah. me being a minister, I think that I'm the best minister they are. <laughs> you know, and I, we all probably feel that way. But I mean, I have I have other ministers that I listen to. Sure. And I and say then, listen to I listen to them, listen to their messages, listen to what they have to say. And uh, a lot of times uh if they don't have it for me, they have it for my congregation. Right. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's uh, that's an important part, I think, in, in terms of how God speaks. I think a lot of people today uh, reject the idea that God can speak to his followers just because they live in this age of reason where everything uh, uh, everything must work uh, appropriately to prove something. And uh, Christianity, by definition, is a supernatural thing. God himself is supernatural. The idea that his son came to earth is supernatural. All that is supernatural. So the idea that God still talks to his people uh, is a supernatural event. Well, you know what we what we all fail to realize is uh, we love somebody, and if we're Christians, we love Jesus. And we right. love God. We love everything about Him. And when we begin to love Him, we begin to have a relationship with Him. And once we begin having that relationship with Him. It's an opportunity to communicate with God. Right. And it's all through love. That's right. Through love. Let me, uh, let me uh, seize this opportunity. That is a great uh, uh, jumping off point for us, Pastor George. And just sum up what we've been saying in this way. And that is that um, uh, the first sign that God is speaking to us is when we sense his power and authority and we have a total confidence and peace about what he's been telling us. I thank you so much for being with me today, and I look forward to being with you again, Pastor George. That would be wonderful. God bless you, my friend. God bless. All right. All right.